You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload, the pop and geek culture show that wonders how much could a podcast really cost, like $30? <laughs> I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And I'm Samantha. We are back for another wonderful episode of the show this week. Thank you all for tuning in. We have a bunch of news to go over, but first, let's talk about some things we have been checking out. We have our... Check it out! <laughs> you gotta wait. Yeah. yeah. You gotta wait for the sting yeah. coding. Well, you I gotta was gonna wait. say, we have our uh, resident former professional anime uh, specialist. <laughs> <laughs> with us this week yes, yes i like to consider myself vintage anime <laughs> connoisseur <laughs> well before we get into all that vintage anime i have my checkums real quick i watched two movies this week wow i i did some things believe it or not i did some things so i've been teasing it for weeks oh, now here it comes. oh no it's happening it's happening <laughs> you why guys. didn't we put a drum roll on the soundboard oh oh did we <laughs> you have too many. It's tiny, it's <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Everybody, I watched Money Plane. <laughs> it wasn't uh, very good. <laughs> I'm shocked. Uh, it was not very good. It was. It was almost a complete letdown. Okay, so the premise, like I mentioned before, it was. This former gambler and jewel thief and his crew have to get on board a flying casino, but not really a flying casino, more like a flying everybody bets on money for just whatever (laughs) plane to steal all of its Bitcoin for evil mobster Kelsey Grammer. Wait, wait, wait. Bitcoin? The majority of the funds were in Bitcoin. So this movie was written out... You know, quite a few years ago. It was written in 2018. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, it was just very bad. So, and they they bet on things like gambling and Russian roulette. Okay, yeah. And a guy fighting an alligator. It, it sounds like a bored rich people clubhouse in the it sky. It is, but everybody's a, uh, a crime person, a crimesman. <laughs> you know, if you're going to bet on something, Russian roulette, I mean, if you lose your bet... Eh, not really yeah, out right. much, You're are you? Not really out that whole lot. That's very true. <laughs> Money-wise, anyway. Yeah. So this movie starred The Edge from WWE, whose name I should have looked up and refused to commit to memory. <laughs> not just, the one from YouTube. Yeah, no, he's just not the, the one from... No, he... I tell you, he looks like the drummer for the Foo Fighters if he was roided out. <laughs> He looks like a roided out Dave Grohl. No, no, Dave, <laughs> Dave Grohl's Dave a guitarist. Grohl's like, I know. What, what's wrong with you? He does play the drums. How dare! Occasionally, yeah, I guess that's, that's true. I mean, I guess that first album, he did play all of the instruments. <laughs> I've I've seen him play the drums in at a Foo Fighters concert, and I'm infinitely <laughs> jealous of that fact. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, so you would think, okay, you have big action star man. I guess I WWE. didn't mean to humble brag that I've seen the Foo Fighters. No, but that's awesome. I mean, it's it's cool. I got a picture with 
Weird Al Yankovic. So you got me there. Hey, I got you there. <laughs> no, you would think that a, you have a big time action man, and is in a low budget mo- action movie. There would be you know action. Ninety <laughs> percent of it is them sitting in seats and talking to computer screens. <laughs> what? There is little to no action. Now, when there is action, it's pretty great. One of his, one of the main guys. Like, crew is this lady that's a super badass fighter. She does rip a man's ears off. Nice. And throws them to the ground, and they bounce like rubber because they were <laughs> fake rubber ears. I, like, like, like both his ears? Both his ears at the same time. Huh. Just rip and then bounce, bounce. and they just kind of like, bounce around. I guess let the Wookiee win? <laughs> okay, so a couple things about this movie I discovered because the plot doesn't matter. <laughs> The movie, it has Kelsey Grammer, who is terrible. <laughs> and it, just a kind of a terrible he's person. He's kind of a terrible person to begin with. <laughs> but also, he acts very bad. He's trying to be big macho, I am the cool mobster mafioso man. There was exactly one scene where he sounds and acts like Frasier. <laughs> At one point, he is talking to main action man on a computer screen, because of course he is. And he has some guy tied up off screen next to him with one of his mobster buddies like pointing a gun at him and the and the guy that's tied up is like i'm tied up whatever and kelsey grammar says just could you make that guy shut up (laughs) so the guy shoots him shoots him dead and as soon as he gets off the call with the edge he goes i told you to make him quiet not shoot him i'm getting blood all over my terracotta (laughs) (laughs) and it sounded like very clearly, they wrote that line as like, okay, this is a Frasier line. Then, Good then, Lord, Niles. And then Eddie runs in and drags the body out of frame. <laughs> What's going on with my dog? <laughs> Gotta get the dog out of my chair. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of Frasier, but I remember Eddie the dog sitting in his, his grumpy dad's chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. Like, I've watched Frasier... A couple of times over the years and like how their dad who's this gruff cop or mm, retired, cop, retired cop yeah who loves football and just drinking beer and chilling in his chair has these two sons that seem like british aristocrats <laughs> yeah how did that happen i'm sure they probably i'm sure they, it. i think it was like their mom their was, mom was their, super snooty or something yeah super high class or something yeah like something that. like that yeah I don't know. This movie would have done better if it was David Hyde Pierce instead of Kelsey Grammer, if you ask me. Uh, this movie also was a a backdoor brotherly love the uh, sitcom crossover or reunion because it had all three of the Lawrence brothers, okay. Joey, Matthew, and also the smallest child one, and Andrew? Sure. I think his name was Andrew. Well, Albert? It's interesting that he is in this because he doesn't act in anything because he was also the writer and director. Lawrence Lawrence. Lawrence Lawrence. I love it. But no, the youngest one, he's the he was the writer and director of this film. So they made him the plucky comedy sidekick. I was gonna say one of them probably had something to do with the creation of this film. Yes. And Joey Lawrence was the worst one. And Matthew Lawrence, the middle brother of Boy Meets World, and also Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad fame. <laughs> he was the best character in the movie because he was basically, 
he was like this rootinest, tootinest cowboy with a handlebar mustache. And yeehaw, we're going, <laughs> we're going to gamble some money. He was a Winona Earp extra. He was for the five <laughs> minutes he was in the movie until he uh, shot himself in in uh, gambling Russian roulette. Also, all the blood was CG, so it looked really bad. Oh, no. It was like extra shiny and gloopy oh, and like I, really I, bad. That's and never good. I hate good. it when they do that in movies. CGI blood is the worst. So <sighs> I, I feel bad for hyping this movie. It, <laughs> it did not live up to expectations. Did you, not. You knew it was going to be bad. I knew it was going to be, be bad, but I thought it was going to be enjoyably bad. Denise Richards is third build in the movie, and she has one line and three minutes of screen time. Yikes. At the beginning, a minute and a half at the beginning, and a minute and a half at the end, as the Edge's wife, who has no idea any of this is going on, oh, Tom Jane, Thomas Jane is in this. The former Punisher, Thomas Jane. (laughs) But he is so drunk and maybe coked out of his mind. Like, he has, like, coke bloat. And he is... Not like movie drunk, like actually drunk on work. He is, <laughs> yeah, he is like unrecognizable in this film. And he has a pretty major part in the movie, but he is unrecognizable. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. If, you, if you're missing going to the movies, just watch this movie and then you won't miss movies anymore. You won't miss movies. <laughs> you yeah. won't want to watch another movie for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other movie I checked out, this is uh, one that... It started as a joke between Jordan and I. Uh oh. So Jordan loves dumb romantic, <laughs> cheapo Hallmark Channel romantic comedies and Christmas movies. Which so are basically the same thing. Kind of the same thing. <laughs> so I regularly go online and try to find the dumbest titled ones <laughs> to say, hey, hey, do you want to try to find this one? And lo and behold, I found one that you could actually watch readily available. It was called Rodeo and Juliet. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. It here's the thing. It was so nonsensical that it looped back around to being enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was the love story of two uh, star-crossed rodeo clowns, but I bet it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I. It. It might be the love story between uh, a woman and her horse, and also her mom and a cowboy that she almost married twenty years prior. <laughs> it was a weird. Okay. And like, and like the the mother character who it's it's weird because the movie doesn't have usually these kind of movies are pretty cookie cutter. You have one central character that is like I'm uptight business lady from the city who has to go to the countryside and I have to take care of my dad's house. To put it on market or maybe this small town is going under and i'm here to make sure that the new mall gets built or you something gotta, like that the bakery yeah well no they're there to shut uh, down the bakery yeah. because they're they want to bring in the the, the dunkin donuts or whatever and while while they're there they meet the, the 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 country boy who who has the heart of, who they don't get along at first but then they have the heart of gold and they fall in love by the end and by god we're gonna run this this bakery by the end of the movie this movie has it with both character, with both the mother and the daughter, and you think for a while that the daughter's going to be the who looks thirty. By the way, the daughter is supposed to be uh, on Christmas break from high school. Looks thirty. Uh, the mom also looks thirty, so it's kind of it's weird. You think though the daughter's going to be the She's main my maternal sister. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like they they try to. You, you think that it's going to set the daughter up as the romantic lead or whatever, 
but it's really not. It's really the mom who comes back to town to sell her dad's farm, and there's there's <laughs> no, just a, leave it at sell her dad. Sell her dad. <laughs> she's, here, she's in town to sell her dad, and also all of her dad's horses, and and there's a cowboy that has been squatting on her on her dad's farm. <laughs> no, just leave it at her dad. <laughs> has been squatting on her dad. That has decided that no, I'm not going to sell sell this woman's dad. I live here. <laughs> we've we've made this even more confusing. It's great. It's great. And the girl there is a character named Juliet. Of it's course. of course. It's it's the horse. It's the, it's, yes, of it's the horse. Of, of course, course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was something else, and it was so nonsensical. And like every scene that the mother and the daughter are in, the mother is constantly yelling at the daughter for no reason. <laughs> just it's like Lady Bird. <laughs> it just makes it was it was nonsensical to again to the point of looping back around and being enjoyable, enjoy, enjoyable. And you would think that like okay, romantic movie, the mom's gonna the the couple's gonna come back. They're People are going to come back to the country town and like the cowboy is going to be like all handsome and rugged. And no, he looks like what's his name? Achy breaky heart. Uh, oh, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Cyrus. He looks like Billy Ray Cyrus today. <laughs> Not 20 years ago. Oh, He has like pot belly and oh. mullet. And this is supposed to be the romantic lead of the movie. <laughs> this this mulleted chubster that is going, I will not move off your your father. <laughs> I love these horses. You think you're getting Luke Bryan, but you're getting like legitimate like trailer. I think we should write a romantic comedy. Okay. Yeah, I think we should. Nerd Overload presents Christmas romantic comedy. In July. In July. Oh, yeah, set at Christmas in July. The town loves Christmas so much. They do it twice. They do it yeah. twice. Oh. Uh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, that's my checkums. So, so I guess I could go because yeah. I've been gone. Yeah, go. You've been gone. In, in coma land. Since you've been gone. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, while you were sleeping. Um, uh. <laughs> talk about romantic comedy. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I watched another Netflix anime that had animal people that wasn't Beastars. Did you watch BNA? Yeah. Oh, we watched a lot of BNA. Not all of it, but we watched most of it. Uh, yeah, so Brand New Animal is the title of it, or BNA. Mm-hmm. We were just like flipping through it, and I was like, oh, it's a Tanuki girl, a Japanese raccoon dog. And, and Nicole was like, well, we gotta watch it now. <laughs> She's adorable. All the designs in it are so good. People either look like super cool or adorable. Like, <laughs> there's no in between. Yeah. And so, in this universe or whatever, you have humans and then you have beast men. And beast men have the ability to change between their animal shape, which is more like just kind of an anthropomorphic animal person, or a sort of a human face, or a, just a human face. Look like anime people. It's not, it's not as cringy as Beast Stars. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, no. Like well, that, the designs are more appealing. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really colorful show, and I actually I actually kind of I enjoyed it a lot more. 
it's it's by Studio Trigger, the people who did Little Witch Academia. Oh yeah, so, like, yeah. It's got a, it's got that I, that kind of look to it. I don't know many animes, but Studio Trigger is the name of thing that I recognize. <laughs> they do. I the, see that name and I clap. They do the good anime. Yeah, they have a very particular house style that I love. <laughs> like their colors are real soft and not like exactly what I was gonna say. Their colors are really good. Yeah, but basically you have the city. This beast city or whatever they called it, like anim- animus, 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 animus city. city. Yeah, basically, all the beast people are moving here to the city where they can be free and govern themselves instead of worrying about people. Like, there's all like it. Do- it kind of does like the old Star Wars thing where like you kind of have this greater world history universe going on, but they don't really like go like they go into it a little bit, but not like a lot. Oh, okay. Like, there was, like, a war, like, some odd years ago kind of thing, and it gets brought up once in a while, but you never really know anything about it. Like, a modern war. They say Clone Wars, but they don't show Clone Wars. Pretty much. Gotcha. They'll do stuff like that, but then they'll also have an episode where they play baseball. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep, yep. there's a whole whole episode dedicated to baseball. It's very good. And, like, but but yeah, it's murder baseball. It's not, like, regular baseball, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're animal people, and it's killings allowed. But the main the main girl, she has what they've what they kind of coin in the show, beastitis. She was human, but somehow got transferred into a beast person. Oh, okay. Uh, which they do get into by the end of the show why she can do that. Don't spoil it. I'm not, I haven't I'm finished not. it. Yet. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, but also, she's not like a normal beast person. Like she has like all kinds of powers that regular beast people do not have. Like she basically goes like brave star and can choose different animal powers to give herself yeah. oh that's kind of neat she can uh kamala khan stretch her arms oh mm-hmm. wow that's yep like she like she can like when she gets into a fight she grows these giant like gorilla arms and like goes punchy punchy or when she pitches a baseball <laughs> or yeah when she pitches the baseball or when she's running bases she has cheetah legs all kinds of stuff huh so she's like a chimera or something like that maybe but i think it's more like kind of like the Japanese mythology of the Tanuki being kind of a... Yeah, a shapeshifter. A, a shapeshifting right? trickster kind of thing. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Right on. Right on. Uh, but yeah, it's it's actually not bad. It was it was a pretty good show. Uh, I called some of the stuff pretty pretty early on as far as like the different quote-unquote plot twists. Yeah. They weren't really plot twists. Trigger never writes like a shocking story. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It was fun. Uh, we started watching... Uh, the first Full Metal Alchemist series. I'm sorry. Which no. which uh. which I've seen. Speaking of people turning into animals, that's actually how it all started. Uh, Nicole sent me a meme with Nina Tucker in it, and she's like, "I don't understand why people like angry react at this thing all the time." And I'm like, "I'm like, do you really want me to tell you, or do oh, you want to no. watch yeah. the anime?" Let me learn you something. Oh no, I know what that is. <laughs> I don't know time much to about cry. this. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then, like, we get to that episode, and she just looks at me, and I'm like, yep. Yeah, yep that <laughs> happened. Yep, yep, yep. That was a thing. Man, that's one of those animes where I think I've seen nearly all the episodes, but not in order. <laughs> because, of, because of Adult Swim. Like, oh, I would yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. just catch it when it was on and watch it. I liked it, but I never saw them in the right order. <laughs> Yeah, and we're like watching it and stuff, and we got to like Major Armstrong showing up and whatnot, and she goes, he sounds like All Might, and I was like, pretty sure it's the same actor, (laughs) and then I looked it up, I'm like, yeah, it is the (laughs) same guy. 
You'd think I'd know it by now. You'd think I'd know, you know, Chris Sabat's voice <laughs> that well. As a professional anime <laughs> expert, you'd think you'd know by now. Well, you, you'd think if I was an anime expert, I wouldn't watch most of my stuff in dub. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> I'm a traitor. To, I'm a traitor to my profession. <laughs> Because I don't want to read it, because normally I'm munching on chips. <laughs> exactly. That makes you got to multitask. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did watch a subbed Lupin the other day that was very good. Oh, nice. It was one of the Miyazaki directed ones, and it was so good. <laughs> oh, man. I want to watch that new movie. The CG Lupin movie, yeah, yeah that looks yeah. really good. Like it, you think you know, oh, CG anime that looks like it looks like garbage, but it really doesn't. It like it still holds like the spirit of Lupin, yeah. just in a computer animated form. I think it helps that Lupin doesn't really have a super anime look to begin with. It looks more like a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got that like very like seventies cartoon well, aesthetic. It has. A similar aesthetic to Speed Racer, I always thought. It was well. It's based on uh, Mad Magazine drawing. Oh, really? Where, oh, I didn't where know where Monkey Punch got the style. You so. know what? That makes a lot of sense. I can I can definitely see it. Plus, Lupin's just fun. Like, yeah, he's a thief and kind of a scoundrel. But he's a good guy scoundrel. He's a Robin Hood kind of scoundrel. Mm-hmm. Except he's not. Kind of. <laughs> I, mean, I must say, he keeps a lot yeah. of the money. It it depends on who's writing him. How how nasty he is. <laughs> yeah, in the most in the most most recent uh, series I've watched, he's he's definitely got more kind of a heart of gold kind of thing, where like yeah, he's trying to steal stuff, but then he keeps running into these people that are in real bad situations, and he kind of loopons his way out of it or whatever. <laughs> Versus like you know if you watch um, the Red Jacket loopons, where he's he's kind of a nasty boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's all the time trying to get his freak on, mostly with Fujiko and. Lupin's probably one of my favorite animes. I really enjoy it. I like, definitely put it up there. Oh, yeah. Though I've actually never sat down and watched uh, The Castle of Cogliostro. <sighs> oh, it's really good. Like, I want to. I love Lupin, and I love Studio Ghibli, and it's both. It's both at the same time. Oh, uh, ooh, that was something else I watched. I watched um, the Nino Kuni movie. Oh, was that good? Yeah, I liked it. But also, I've never played the game. I've played the beginnings of both. <laughs> it, it, I don't think it follows the story of either game. Like, it's just kind of set in that world. Yeah, I was worried that the, it followed the story of the first game, which is a really sad beginning. And I, that's what kept me from watching it. It's like, I don't want to watch the sad beginning. <laughs> no, but I think there's a character in it in the movie that is actually the kid from the first game, just older. As far as I know, it might be the story of the second game. I really don't know. <laughs> the second game story is weird, and it involves an American president being transported into a fantasy world, uh, into Dragon Quest. <laughs> oh, okay. Nope. Then it's not that at all. Okay. <laughs> it's its own thing, just set in that world. And like an American president from when like they were, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good movie. You're kind of your standard like fantasy kind of anime thing. But also, like, dimension hopping, like, your Inuyashas. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was good. They're doing a new one of those, Inuyasha. In- yeah, I know. There's a sequel. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like... Uh, it's Yashahime. Their- it's the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome. Well, it's the daughter of Inuyasha and Kagome and Shishomaru's two twin daughters. Inuyasha's brother. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I completely blocked out as soon as you guys <laughs> yeah, said Inuyasha. Inuyasha. I, I just... I it's just, another one where I've I seen... I think I lost time. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of episodes, none of them in order. Do you guys smell copper? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so let me talk about Last of Us Part 2 real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Because I have played all the way through it now, and I have things to say. Okay. <laughs> that f- Gameplay-wise, it's great. It's a really good mix of stealth and action. Mm-hmm. Story-wise, it leaves a lot to be desired and not in the way that, like, it's tough to be critical of this game because there's... So much. There's so much baggage to it. Yes. There, there's people who don't like it because... Ellie's the, the main character. Ellie's the main character, and she's also gay, and there's a character switch halfway through, and the woman has muscles, God forbid. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we're not worrying about that. Yeah. But I've heard there are also some issues with the with the story anyway. Yeah, yeah I've kind of heard it's it's kind of a letdown. It is. It storyline-wise it majorly is. A lot of the characters make decisions that don't make any sense. Ah. There's a point where you think it's going to be over and it would be a satisfying conclusion. And then it goes on for another two hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's winding down. What? <laughs> Why are we doing this? And you can cut that entire the, yeah, the extra like, two I don't hours. want to be doing this. Yeah. Why are you making Actively me do this? Actively make the game worse. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. They could have cut it all out and the game would have been better for it. Is that what they crunched? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's that's the biggest problem for me with this game, other than... I never played the first one. I don't have an attachment to the characters. But there was so much that came out around the development of this game. And I understand it sucks, but all game companies, they do crunch. They work their people to death to put games out relatively on time. But Last of Us 2 had some of the worst crunch in a very long time, from what I understand. Yeah, and I according can't, to reports. And I have a hard time... Even if I had considered purchasing the game beforehand, which I really wasn't, I would have a hard time kind of supporting that. <laughs> so why I rented it on Gamefly. There you I go. Very nice. I have to buy it. Very nice. I finished it. I sent it right back. <laughs> <laughs> and like the game is so dour and depressing. I can't imagine having to crunch on this sad, joyless. So it's a Zack Snyder produced game? It's not. <laughs> no, it's not that dumb. <laughs> uh, well, Cody, I hate to cut you off here, but we need to go ahead and take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about some news. We're going to have some more laughs and possibly a murder. Possible. 
That was uh, It's Bug Snacks by Caro Caro Benito uh, from the game Bug Snacks, which we'll probably talk about here in a minute. Um, we're podcasting in the dark. Yeah. Uh, we welcome, are... welcome to Nerd Overload Nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, studio's having a few a few lighting issues currently, <laughs> but that's all right. We're, we're going to press on. It's all good. <laughs> and we're going to record under the glowing light of your Street Fighter 2 cabinet. We are. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, so let's get into a little bit of news here. Wow. That's you should you have a big news story to go into after that one? Yeah, we need a big one. Uh, we well we played the song for Bug Snacks. Let's do a Bug Snacks. Okay, we'll go over the there was a PlayStation State of Play on uh, August 6th which yep. also happens to be the day we're recording this. Um, they announced a bunch of different stuff. Do we have a list? We do have a list. Give me a second to pull up the list. Okay, we have Godfall. It's that Gearbox Sword Man's game. And oh, I, that one, yes. I skipped through the bit. It was a bunch of like in-depth, like oh, okay. 
combat system explanation. I was going to say, that's the one that looks like a fighting game, but it's a third-person open-world kind of deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just I just skipped right past it. That really- I wasn't watching the thing live, so I'm like, I don't want to see this. Okay, the next one we have on the list is Temtem, which we've talked about. You played yes, Tim a little Tim. bit of Temtem. Um, it was a long time ago, yeah. and I hope it's better than it was then. It felt pretty skimpy when I played it last, but mm. I think it's gotten a big update since then. Yeah. It's it's Pokemon. It's interesting looking. Yeah, and it's got two-on-two battles, you know, as the default, which is a little different than Pokemon, but my overall feeling on it was it didn't do enough to differentiate itself from Pokemon. Yeah, but this is the the announcement is it's coming to PS5 along with I think it's Xbox and Switch. I think Switch is getting a copy of of Temtem, which is going to be weird. It's going to have Pokemon and also not Pokemon. Yeah, but you know, there's room for multiple monster collectums. Sure, it maybe will make Pokemon better. Yeah. Who knows? Give or, them some competition. Yeah. Or maybe we'll get a good Digimon game. Oh, that would be <laughs> no, nice. No, that'll never happen. Well, <laughs> That's uh, not true. I heard Cyber Sleuth is good. But... I've heard good things about Cyber Sleuth <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Hood, colon, Outlaws, and Legends. This one also, if you would have told me it was an Assassin's Creed game, I would have went, oh, because it looked like an Assassin's Creed game. But it's like based on Robin Hood, kind of? Kind like, yeah. It was still a lot of people with swords swinging oh, swords yeah. at each other. It seems like they're going all in on Sword Boys for PlayStation 5. I don't know what that's about. They're edgy. Uh, uh, I don't have a womp, 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 womp sound effect. I should. Oh, I, I thought, should have. I thought you were going to do the rim shot. Oh. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Next up, the uh, the pedestrian. <laughs> Ah, the pedestrian. This is a good one. Okay. Um, it's a platformer where you uh, are like a a person on a sign, like a symbol of a person. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you run around on signs in the background. Uh, fun fact: I played this game a long time ago when it was in development mm-hmm. at Kosai. Really? Yeah, yeah. They did a Kosai like game dev day, and I played it then. Oh, that's awesome. And I was awful at it. And I could feel the designer. Oh, no. I watched the designer standing behind him, trying not to like be mean or to tell him what to do. He was like, it's to see him like putting his hands to his mouth, like I, I could feel his like dagger eyes on the oh, back of my hand. <laughs> but it's really cool to to see them like get spotlighted yeah. on the big time Sony thing. Yeah, right? that's Before, really cool. Uh, good for them. Yeah, yeah right on. If I remember right, they seem nice. Yeah, they seem like everyone nice there seemed nice. Yeah, just Cody's bad at games. Got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one in particular, well, I hadn't wrapped my mind around the concept. The concept idea of it because you have mm-hmm. to link the signs together to try to move between oh, different gotcha. portions. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up is Auto Chess. Oh my god, this one was so boring. I thought I died and I was in purgatory. <laughs> I've heard the concept auto chess. I didn't know it's an actual game. Oh yeah, it, it was one of those things that it looks like like League of Legends where you're looking at it being played and you're just like your eyes glaze yeah, over. It's like what am I even looking at? Huh. There was there's a chess board and a bunch of like dumb fantasy monsters and like Oh, look terrible. <laughs> oh, that sounds bad. Like there's a mobile auto chess game and I flipped through it and I'm like Nope, I'm done. <laughs> okay, how about Vader Immortal, a Star Wars <laughs> VR experience? Oh, I was so psyched. I can't talk. I was so psyched on this. 
Staked and stoked. Staked and st- yeah, psyched and stoked. Staked. <laughs> I was so staked down there. You're so Michael Staked about this. That... <laughs> no, that'd be if I was like sad. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> It just looks like a dumb Star Wars VR game where you swing a lightsaber around. But darn it, if that's not enough to make me excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next up on the list, Bug Snacks. Bug Sna- we finally saw what you do in Bug Snacks. Uh, Bug Snacks was teased earlier at the other like kind of PlayStation E3 Kinda. style yeah, event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't really show what the game was. This time they show you like setting traps and luring the bug snacks into the traps and catching them and giving them to villagers. Okay, what are bug snacks? Bug snacks are bugs that are also snacks. So like there was one that was a carrot but also a worm (laughs) and then one that was a burger but also like a beetle. Was that what it was? I don't know. I don't know. They were luring luring it around by squirting ketchup on the ground, (laughs) and it would follow the ketchup. Wait, wait, wait. So they're they're, they're bugs that look like food? Yes. Okay. There's like little strawberry ones with little strawberry legs walking around. And then you eat the snacks, and your body parts turn into the snacks. Yeah, or you feed the snacks to the other, like, Muppety-looking guys, and they grow, you know, a carrot arm. Yeah. But it kind of reminds me of like a Viva Pinata. I was just going to say Viva oh. Pinata. Where you're, yeah, you're like kind of tending to this environment to attract the snacks and attract people to the village. And yeah. that's what I got out of it. I wonder if there's a robust breeding or some sort of like that aspect to it where if you have a bug snack that is a strawberry <laughs> and a bug snack that is like some milk a banana or a banana and you <laughs> make a banana split bug snack if you have them eat each other and throw each other's into appendages or whatever <laughs> they also like you play as a journalist that's going to this island to discover the bug snacks and write about them i guess oh the, interesting is the conceit that's an interesting uh interesting way of looking at it a yeah. bug snack charles darwin <laughs> 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 I I hope there's more than one song by Caro Caro Benito in it because the one song they did is super catchy and great. It's the one we played, you know, minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Next up is Anno colon Molta. I don't even. God, I don't even. Oh, uh, this was like a cyberpunk yeah. platformer, uh, pixely anime looking thing. I don't know. It looked neat. Okay, how do you say the words? I don't know. Okay, in muta mutonium numum. Yeah, I, they didn't say it on the thing it's like, either. So. It's like mutant pandemonium. That's what I'm going to call or it. Or mutant ammunition. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It was it was like two and a half D. Oh, that's with, cool. With three D cyberpunk city and a two D sprite running around on it. It was kind of neat looking. Nice, nice. I'd play it. Uh, we have Aeon Must Die. Is that an Aeon Flux thing? <laughs> no, Aww. but this one looked like Tron for Edge Lords. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> So Aeon Flux? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it had, like, Tron-y visuals, but they were also, like, super edgelordy and, like, oh, I've got a s- scary face in my chest, and, like, but also I'm made out of triangles. Oh, okay. And it was, I was not impressed. How about Genshin Impact? That also sounds like <laughs> an edgelordy thing. This one was Chinese Breath of the Wild. Oh! <laughs> like, literally, like, China just ripped off breath of the wild oh, and put okay. anime characters in it ah like if you watch the trailer like 
the uh, environments look like they're just pulled straight out of that game and like some of the monsters just look like uh bokoblins oh really like it's it's pretty bad i mean it looks kind of neat and like i, I mean like, breath of the wild yeah breath of the wild was good so yeah you know i'd try it <laughs> <laughs> we're probably gonna skip over the braid anniversary edition is there anything special about that no i didn't even think it looked all that much better yeah uh hitman 3 gets vr support again i mean eh? gunman the, the hitman games are actually pretty good i actually went back and and tried them out because they were on game pass and i wasn't out anything if i did mm-hmm. and i was surprised at how much i liked them. i didn't think it would be a thing i'd enjoy but there's a lot of thought that goes into it and in your stealthing and your Hitmanning. Oh, nice. I don't nice. know how I feel about like groating someone in VR. That doesn't really that doesn't sound, sound appealing. Awesome. See, traditionally, no. they're they're a third person game, so it feels like it'd be weird as a as a VR first person. And last thing we have here, what can you tell me about the Crash Bandicoot Four? Yeah, you can play as Dingo Dial. <laughs> I don't know who that Do is. Do the air horn. Oh, <laughs> yes, you yes. can play as Dingo Dial. <laughs> What is that? That's uh, one of the bosses from the original game. Oh, okay. okay. I, I don't know why they thought that's something anybody wanted or cared about, but you can do it. He's a main character. Oh, boy. He's like a crocodile man with a flamethrower. So, <laughs> like, so they're just trying to build their own Sonic-esque universe, or just have all these ancillary other characters you can be? <laughs> I mean, I guess. That's kind of like what it is. And you also get to play as uh, Cortex, too. Oh, nice. I mean... Cool. But he's been playable before, hasn't he? Kind of. Sort of. Okay. If you want to count, like, Twin Sanity, where you're, like, controlling them both at the same time. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he, and he uses his gun to, like, change the properties of objects to, like, turn a platform into a bouncy platform or whatever. It's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It, it looks so good. Spinning around, breaking crates in town. <laughs> I don't know. Doing great. I know, Anime right? expert Josh, <laughs> doing great. Good job. 10 out of 10. <laughs> that bad pun gets my seal of approval. We had to play it at least once. Once. Got to get it in there once. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and move on to some other stuff. You know, let's go ahead and wrap up the, uh, the video game talk. Um, Capcom actually had a mini pre-recorded video for their street fighter 5 game street fighter 5 has been kind of a rocky development cycle <laughs> it's been a real roller coaster. it's been a real roller coaster well it's some of the characters are very good and well thought out and some of them are not, not. <laughs> some of the character packs have not been great and their netcode is terrible so netcode we've talked about it before that's the way people connect to other people for online matches. And so their netcode is bad. Not a lot of people are playing Street Fighter V. Unfortunately, they didn't talk about their netcode in this <laughs> little eight minute video that they released the other day. Instead, they spoke at length about the final season pass, the final pack of characters for Street Fighter V before they move on to whatever they're going to be developing next. And they, they might have me back in. I have this game. I have not. I'm incredibly rusty at it. I have not kept up with it because the online is so terrible, and the story mode was just bad. But when they eventually added it, yeah, they eventually added it, and also <laughs> uh, arcade mode was pretty rough when they eventually added it. 
<laughs> I didn't know that Armika was banned from appearing on ESPN. Yes. Yes, she is. <laughs> I, I learned that the other day. She's uh, a little too much for TV. <laughs> too apparently. hot for TV. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a thing. Also, they had to edit her um, ultra attack. They, they had to drop the camera because she does a butt smack. Oh, yeah, with, that's right. With, with her tag partner, Nadeshko, and they had to crop it. <laughs> and then modders went in and, and, and remodded it back to where it was before. And it's, it's not bad. It's whatever. Anyway, they announced four of the five final characters for Street Fighter V, and my boy Dan, the world's worst Shoto character, <laughs> he's like Ryu and Ken, or Ryu and Ken, but terrible, purposely bad as a joke, is the first one up. He's coming in winter of 2020. They trained him wrong as a joke. <laughs> he, he actually has a really deep backstory. His whole deal was Sagat killed his father, who was a kung fu like a kung fu master. So he went to Ken and Ryu's dojo, uh, master's dojo, to learn how to fight. Got kicked out after one day when uh, Gokin, their master, just like decided, like discovered, oh, he wants to murder someone with this. <laughs> so he was like, okay, I'm gonna hide in the bushes and stare at Ken and Ryu training, and then I'm gonna put my own spin on it, and I'm gonna call it the strongest style. <laughs> I am the king of Psycho style, the strongest style, and all of his attacks are incredibly weak. Like his fireball doesn't go past his fist. Like he can't throw a fireball. Which, I mean, he's still pretty strong. He is a human that can throw a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> but they uh, they showed off just a, a bare, tiny... It's, it's clear they didn't have a whole lot to sh in the way of like showing completed characters. But they had a couple of moves that they showed with the character. And every at the end of every throw, every punch, every hit, every time he got knocked down, he would taunt. <laughs> he would like... They they got the good animators on on him this time, and like his throws, he's like trying to hoist someone over his shoulder and like grabs him and then falls back and then then tosses him because he like <laughs> can't get it quite right, and it's it's super good. It's like they know why people play Dan, and it's because he is a joke and he's awful. Although technically Street Fighter Four, he is a viable character. They upped his strength while dropping his range, so. If you let Dan get close, he will. He hits harder than Ken and Ryu, but he's just very bad at getting in close. Uh, other characters they announced are uh, Rose, who was a character created uh, originally in the Alpha series, which is like the prequel to Street Fighter 1 and 2, or a rewrite of Street Fighter 1, technically, kinda. <laughs> Street Fighter is complicated. Street yeah. Fighter is complicated. They're on Street Fighter Five, and there's been 23 games. It's <laughs> it's very complicated. But Rose is in it, which it's kind of a letdown. She had a another. There's another character in Street Fighter Five named Manat, who was canonically Rose's student. Has a lot of the same moves, so they're gonna have to do something different with this character. Uh, they have Oro from Street Fighter uh, Three Third Strike, who's a one armed. He is not one-armed, but he is like an old hermit that purposely binds one arm when he fights because he is so good. <laughs> He's like, I, I gotta I have make to the, handicap myself. I gotta <laughs> make this fair. And his his uh uh instead of having like a special move, like a big cinematic special move or whatever, he just unbinds his other arm and all of his attacks do double damage. <laughs> That's pretty so, cool. Yeah, it's actually a kind of a neat concept. And the last one, the one I'm really excited about. And you're going to have to do a Power Rangers air horn on me 
because I'm going to start talking about it and I'm not going to stop. They're... Street Fighter is not just Street Fighter. There are a bunch of different games that they have grandfathered into the Street Fighter universe. The big one is Final Fight with Cody and Guy and Mike Hagar. He doesn't show up enough. He doesn't. I wish Hagar showed up more. And uh, so that's in the universe. There's also Saturday Night Slam Masters, which I wish they would do more with like Gunlock and uh, some of the other characters. That's a wrestle game. That's a wrestle game that Mike Hagar was a wrestler in. So technically part of it. One of the other series that is part of the Street Fighter universe is Rival Schools, or Project Justice, as it's known in Japan. It's another fighting game. It's set in a high school setting where all the students are also various martial arts masters. And you get like a guy with like a giant baseball bat because he's on the sports team. Or you have the class president and his bugsome boxing girlfriend. (laughs) Everybody, everybody knows Tiffany. If yeah. you've ever seen anything about the game Rival Schools, you have seen a picture of the character Tiffany. She did not make it in. However, um, the a fan favorite, not the, not the main character of the games, but a fan favorite named Akira, she made it into the games. She is like a, uh, a street-tough biker chick who is has moves similar to Kamen Rider, the Japanese TV show. A lot of kicks, a lot of throws... A lot of very flashy things. She wears a motorcycle helmet and like a leather jacket suit with like a skull on it. It's very cool. And this is the first time uh, Capcom has acknowledged uh, Rival Schools Schools franchise franchise in like 20 years. So this is kind of a big deal. And the fifth character has not been announced. So, And that's probably because it's going to tie into whatever the next Capcom fighting game is going to be. What was that uh that that beat 'em up game that Mike Hagar was in? Final That's fight? Final, final Fight. Is that Final Fight? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm fight. thinking shoot, I'm thinking of um the other fighting game from SNK. King of Fighters. King of Fighters? Yeah, I'm thinking I don't know why I'm thinking of King of Fighters. I thought they were connected somehow. Oh, Cody, did you pull up a picture of Akira? Akira. Yeah. yeah. She's kind of badass, right? Yeah. She's yeah. kinda awesome. Anyway, I'm excited for this. I'm interested in trying out the game. I don't know. I might be back in. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, Dan's in there, and you always love Dan. I, Dan is a good character. What they really need to do is put in a second story mode to kind of fill in, because they've had enough DLC characters that weren't part of the original, the initial story mode that it, they kind of need Yeah. Need something for those characters to do. And Especially need, since their netcode's so bad. And they need to fix netcode. That's the other issue. And I have a feeling a lot of Japanese developers are scrambling to fix their netcodes for their games because of uh, the troubles, because no one is able to go out to physical tournaments, tournaments. and do things. Uh, they had an, This Capcom thing was part of a, a larger uh, Japanese fighting game company kind of press junket weekend last weekend. And Punch Fest 2020. I wish it was called Punch Fest. That would be pretty great. <laughs> It'd be very on brand for Japan. It would be pretty great. Punch Fest 2020. I like it. But um, like Arxis has said that they're reworking um, Guilty Gear to Strive, their new one, to have rollback netcode. They uh, Tekken is actively working on correcting a lot of their netcode problems. <laughs> Tekken is actively working on getting anybody to care about Tekken. Hey, tech, <laughs> this new Tekken's actually really, really good. It's, it is surprisingly decent. I like to rag on tech, and I don't know why. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm that way with, um, what's the other? It wasn't Tekken, but it was the other one. Um, Soul Calibur? Virtual Fighter. Oh, nobody cares about Virtual Fighter. I, I rag on Virtual Fighter quite a bit, yeah. 
I like its look. I like yeah. the polygonal look the original had. Yes, yeah, same here. <laughs> but uh, okay, that's it. That's been Sam's fight corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. Sam's that's, fight corner. Bing bing. I need to add that to the. Yeah, I'll add that next. Just pull the one from Punch Out. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I mean, if we want to keep sort of talking about video games, there is one pseudo video game thing kind of. Okay, yeah, let's do it. What is it? So, on a very dead Facebook and Twitter account uh, for the old TV show Attack of the Show. Oh, God. <laughs> that was a thing. Yeah, uh, it was like a video game TV show back when people cared about cable television networks. Went off the air in 2014, as it turns yep. out. Yep. Six Yikes. years ago. So they're teasing that. It actually feels longer than that. It really does. It does. <laughs> so they're talking about bringing G4 back. I'm filled with two two conflicting feelings there are on two, this news. There are two wolves inside you? There's There are two wolves inside me. One is going, hey, I remember Attack of the Show and X-Play. Those were good times. I remember watching Ninja Warrior, not American Ninja Warrior, but the good one from Japan. Oh, yeah. That's I forgot the, that was on there. That's the good one. Yeah. I, I want that back. And the other wolf inside me is going, why? We have Twitch. Yeah. Why, 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 does, why does this need to exist now? There's a whole YouTube of video gaming content at your fingertips. Yeah. Like, you can watch somebody talk, do a... 40 minute documentary about the power glove yeah. whenever you want. Yeah, G4 is a relic of a bygone era where this stuff wasn't readily available. Like where the internet wasn't what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. And it was always pretty cringy. In hindsight, yes. <laughs> X-Play has been pretty was pretty good. I like Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. I did too. They did a good job. And for as cringy as it was there is a certain amount of charm to Attack of the Show. Yeah. I like Adam Pereira. Adam Pereira? No. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, per- Kevin yep. Pereira. Yes. Kevin Pereira and Olivia Munn. I like them as hosts, and I think they had a really interesting, weird... <laughs> chemistry? Pseudo-antagonistic chemistry yeah. on screen. Like a sibling... Almost like a sibling's yeah. antagonistic chemistry on screen that was really fun to watch. But a lot of the stuff they did was a little not great. Yeah. Uh, not great. Yeah, like the whole channel was basically like, Hey guys, check out video games and ladies. It was Spike. It was Spike TV with yeah. a video game focus sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> what they wanted was a uh, first... I watched a little mini documentary on G4 when I, when I heard the news of this. What the guy originally wanted was to emulate the first couple of years of MTV with the uh, VJs, the video DJs. Oh. And, but what it turned into was Spike TV for, for gamer bros. <laughs> I mean, they literally had a show where they would just play trailers, the games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it first came out, the show quickly went under. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> the other thing, G4 was always kind of in financial trouble from the moment it's it started. Yeah. And a lot of people, I guess, at one point were very upset because it absorbed Tech TV. And Tech TV was very good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, what was it? The screensavers is what turned into Attack of the Show. Yeah. And X-Play was They They had a on. show that was just called Call for Help. Yeah. And they would fix your computer problems, like, live on the show. And that's awesome. That's yeah. cool. 
But yeah, uh, G4 absorbed it and it eventually became, hey, bros. Yeah, how, about, then, how about you do this cool headshot in the Call of Duty and then watch Olivia Munn eat a bunch of hot dogs while wearing a <laughs> Sailor Moon costume? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, that was definitely the, the, the latter years of G4. And I'm not making a joke. That actually yeah. happened. Yeah, that was a thing. More power for her getting out of that. So She wants back in. <laughs> She's no on Twitter. Yeah. She and she and Pereira. I I have a feeling she and Pereira and I think Adam Sessler is behind part of it huh. because he left his own company in March. So I kind of have a feeling he may have. He didn't leave on the best terms though. Oh really? Originally, yeah. Oh okay. See, I didn't look that far. I think he into found it. out he was fired. Like. At the end, toward the end of a taping of an episode. Oh, oh you're talking about G4 uh, yeah. or X Play? Yes. No, he found out he was fired while taping. I'm talking about his own personal company. Oh, that he started. Yeah, because, like his his new his his current thing. His current thing. That, well, that's his, what I meant when I said they didn't leave on the best terms. I meant him and G4, not his but company. I don't think this G4 is being run by the same people that ran it before i think it's someone else i think the people that ran it before had nothing but disdain for the entire concept well they're the ones that turned it into esquire tv yeah yes oh boy and then that just fizzled yeah it's i don't even think it's a channel anymore i don't think nope. it's either is spike even a channel anymore you know i don't think so here's I the, no, here's the thing in the current in the current landscape of things people really don't care about cable tv at all no. Most people I talk to anymore don't even have cable anymore. It's like it's like having a landline phone. How many people do you run into that anymore? Not Spike Spiegel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to Google, is Spike dead? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's yes. From Buffy? It's now the Paramount Network. Oh, well, yeah. Spike's technically always been dead. He's a vampire. Well, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I think... If it were me and I were told you have to bring G4 back in some form, you can't say no. Do it, do it, do it now. You can't say no. You must you must bring G4 back in some form. One, I would say why. And two, I would go, why not make it a Twitch channel that plays reruns of old things? Cops. <laughs> well, reruns of cops. Yeah. That was like 90% of the channel, wasn't now, it? No, cops got canceled. That's true. But like as a as a Twitch channel that would play trailers, it would do stuff, and at certain times of the day, run a Twitch channel kind of like a television station. It can be done, or put it on Pluto TV. Yeah, that's that would be the other way of, of doing it. Or but, going or going the other way around and just making it a YouTube thing. Yeah, you could make it a YouTube thing, but then you have to get into like YouTube. All, yeah, all you, that you'd have to get stuff. in bed with YouTube. Well, yeah. then, well, then you're competing against all these like genuine people that are passionately yeah. making video game related content. That's, that's that's true. That's true. I was gonna say, hey, are they bringing it back for Quibi? But Quibi's <laughs> not gonna be back by the time G4 comes back. No, no. <laughs> oh, uh, Quibi. Oh, Quibi. All right, hey, with that, I think we have hit time for the week, so let's go ahead and wrap things up. You have been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. 
you can give us a call on the Nerd Overload hotline and leave us a voicemail that we just might play on the show. The number is 586-372-8020. Um, let us know what your favorite anime that came out before 1998 is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also find all of our back episodes on various podcast apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. And finally, I'd like to thank David Pencil for the use of our intro and outro. You can find more of his stuff over at davidpencil.com. So again, thank you all for tuning in, and we will be back next week. Don't forget to subscribe to my OnlyFans for... No. Pizza out.